Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk with Mark and B. I'm B, and I'm here. Oh, and this is the podcast where we just talk. Is that why you say that? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I've messed it all up. But this is Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm Mark. Uh, this is the podcast where we just talk. It's Today, pretty- we're going to be talking about a book that we read. Yeah, love is not enough. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about it. It, yeah. it was kind of interesting. I think it was one of the first books we've ever read together. I mean, like finished together. Finished together, yeah. We yeah, started yeah. reading a bunch of books in Calgary. Yeah, and then they just either didn't like quite hit you right where you wanted it, or you just uh, talking out loud is the worst too. Like oh, reading out loud because that's what we were yeah. doing in Canada, and yeah, it was that's like, awful. yeah, because you and Josh would just sit there painting, and then I would read. Oof. But. I read much faster if I read to myself, and I'd yeah. rather just not. Read yeah, it. and you you want to be able to do something like <laughs> exactly like. So yeah, so we got some audiobooks and we started reading them. If you guys ever want to do this with us, um, yeah, we'll let you know when we start a new book. Yeah, like I I don't know if we're gonna do like a once a month book club, but like we're definitely gonna putter through books as we live our life, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you don't, though, then just stick with us, because this is a good summary of the book that we just read. Yeah, yeah, some of the lessons we learned. Uh, but hey, if you want to email us, uh, you know, talk about a book you're reading, recommend a book, Yeah, whatever. recommend a book for sure. Yeah, uh, you can email us at pillowtalkwithmarkandb at gmail.com, or you can Instagram or Facebook, pillowtalkwithmarkandb. Uh, and if you want to support the show, don't forget you can go to Patreon and uh, give us a dollar. It's pillowtalkwithmarkandb, and... There's links in the descriptions, even if you want to just do like one-time donation, so you don't want to just like that reoccurring payment. I know a lot of people don't quite like that. You can still do a one-time donation. Throw us 20, 20 bucks, whatever. Yeah, we honestly always appreciate it. So yeah. thank you guys for everybody who's currently supporting the show. You guys are the best. Thank you. Okay, so let's get into this book that we read. Okay, so this book was called um, Love. Oh, Love is Not Enough by Mark Manson. He also did uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, if anybody's read that. Um, oh, the puppers. Uh, yeah, if anybody's read that, it's a pretty good book. We're gonna, I started it, but we're going to read that next, I believe. Yeah, we'll, we'll poke our nose into it, Yeah, for sure. So that's pretty sweet. So, let's get into it. Yeah, uh, Love is Not Enough. So basically, this book was talking about a bunch of different relationships. It's this guy who's not a therapist, but is clearly... He's read some books. He's read some books. You know, you don't actually need a fucking piece of paper to be educated. Mm-hmm. So that's one of these dudes who's, like, very clearly intelligent and knows what he's talking about. And he basically calls people into his office or whatever, and they're just talking about their their relationship problems. And he's kind of just unpacking it over the course of, you know, a couple different... Uh, sessions or whatever seven, so i think yeah so we jump between these seven sessions we get some cutaways of like when they actually kind of found that key piece i was like oh yeah and then their life kind of just starts switching yeah and then like halfway through the episodes yeah you see them starting to switch and by the end they seem like they're a different person yeah or at least maybe on the right direction on to right being path. one you know? yeah 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 definitely so i found an article from mark manson that we're gonna get into and it kind of talks about um just the three harsh truths about love and it's a good summary of the book but before we do that let's jump into we figured that it might be nice to just kind of go through the chapter titles there's only seven so it's not that big of a deal yeah but then kind of briefly give a description of what that chapter was about yeah 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 
So pull up a little example that they gave. Yeah, exactly. So we are going to start with the self-fulfilling prophecy, chapter one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these chapters were all kind of just like uh, relationship hurdles. Mm -hmm. um, stuff that, yeah, will really define your relationship kind of more so than yeah. just love. Yeah. Uh, so the self-fulfilling prophecy. So this one, it was very interesting because it kind of talked about like, the source of the relationship to begin with like if you it, it talked about this one girl she had this guy like who was she went on a date with and then bam he's in the house for seven months and then another guy who moved with her into her dorm college or college dorm and started selling drugs out and like all of these haphazard men that just kind of like come in and out there's no commitment there's no actual like relationship but she's kind of stuck herself on the side of just yeah. being this like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you three Wednesday nights from now on nine o'clock and yeah. then just okay with it. So this book or so this title, the self fulfilling prophecy was kind of talking about that. We're just like, okay, well, where are you finding these? Yeah. Men? Yeah. You hear these people say, I never find good men or, or, or no, no, no. Sorry. You hear people say I have horrible taste in men and they kind of say it like quirky almost. Yeah. Like it's a joke. You know? And like, you know, if, you putting that out there, yeah, you're going to find just bad men. Exactly. You know, if you're going to a bar, you're going to find bad exactly. people. Um, the other story that was kind of talked about on this one was a woman that was dating a married man. And shocker, he didn't have time for her. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Like, yeah, like, so you, they started this relationship. She knew he was married. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. it's just like. They were going to leave their spouses together, and then she left hers, and he didn't leave his. Yeah. And then she continued to do it for, like, another year, waiting for him to do, like, the same yeah. email account, the same everything. It was just crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, what did you think was going to happen when you entered into that kind of relationship? Yeah. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, it just. You're gonna if you date a drug dealer, you're gonna have to be doing druggy type things. Yeah, like, like that's just that's the level that he's on. So that's the level you're putting mm -hmm. yourself on. Don't ever expect to pull somebody up. Like you're not around to change anybody else. That's the thing. Yeah, and then you shouldn't even fucking want to, man. No. Like, yeah, and that's like if you if your desire is like, oh my god, he's broken, I can fix. Go to therapy. Yeah. No. Next person. That's you shouldn't it. be doing that. Yeah. The next chapter was called boundaries. Yeah, and in this one, we all kind of know what boundaries are. It's just, you know, standing up for yourself is tough. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's weird. Like, it doesn't seem like it's tough, but we all have, I don't know, all of us, but, like, it's tough to say no to people. It's tough to just say, hey, that hurt my feelings in, like, a respectable way. Yeah, when I think about it, like, back in the day when I was, like, in unhealthy relationships, I was always worried that, like, they would leave. Like, I would say something that was just way too much, too dramatic. Like, I, it, it wouldn't have been actually a big deal. Like, yeah. you know, maybe I'm just being dramatic. But if I actually said that out loud, that's it. That, that would be the straw. That yeah. would He would leave me. Yeah. The crazy thing about that is that if he does leave me, that's great. Like, that's the kind of relationship you shouldn't want to be in. Like, yeah. we talk about it all the time that you and I came from relationships where we were kind of walking on eggshells. Yeah, it felt like, you know, you could just trigger something without even knowing it, and yeah. then boom, now you've wrecked it. Yeah, 100%. So this chapter, um, the t the one girl, the first girl that we had talked about, um, she was directed to go and say, like, what are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Like, just ask the question. What yeah. Are we, like, hey, I've noticed you've been sleeping on my couch for the last month, and every yeah. now and again you come into my room and try to fuck me. What are like, we? What are we? It's okay to ask that. Yeah. It's your life. 
you get to control the narrative. Like, I would never want to be standing yeah. sidelined to my own life wondering what the fuck I'm doing with something. Yeah, yeah, and literally some random fuckheads in your, like, living room. Yeah, yeah. like, he brings yeah. his friends over, he has some parties, he doesn't yeah. really clean up. No, not okay. Um, and then the other part of this was people taking back their um, their lives and would put relationship... Uh, what did I mean when I typed that? Yeah, so this was literally, like, so this chick... She oh, she was given yeah. the task to go and just ask, what are we? And then she did. And then that guy instantly left. Like, just ghosted her. Ghosted. And never, maybe message once again type like, thing. But like, couldn't even say, I'm sorry, I'm not ready for a relationship. Yeah, she couldn't even. straight up ghosted Yeah. Her. So then that was like, she put that boundary up. And then she just claimed that aspect of her life back. Like, yeah. no. And now once she do- she's done that once, she this was like the changing point in her life where she like, no, no, no. I'm looking for a serious boyfriend. I'm done with these boys that just come crash on my couch. Like, yeah. this is the boundary to begin with. Like, like she was very empowered after mm-hmm. she did that the one time. And I kind of noticed that she started dating some more guys throughout the book. But she would find guys knowing that she would need to set the boundary and then set the boundary right away. Yeah, that's like, an... She would almost practice it. Yeah. And I don't. the therapist guy never talked about that. But I noticed that where mm. it was just like interesting like look i just, i put a boundary up with this guy put a boundary put a boundary yeah, put yeah, a, yeah so now she's just spending the next couple probably months or years like learning how to create boundaries it's empowering like i feel like she really is coming into herself <laughs> yeah. and confident and it was nice it was good yeah um what one thing to note about boundaries i was just thinking about is um boundaries are nice but you don't want too many uh, I've talked to people where it's like they fucking have a, a a journal with the 487 tenets of their marriage or some shit where there's just like all these things they can and can't do. Yeah, they were. Right? Like at that point, it's kind of like, well, maybe you guys aren't that compatible if you have to put these many boundaries up. A hundred percent. Like maybe when you're looking for that self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe you're looking for people to put boundaries up. But like in an ideal world, like between me and my friends, we have like one or two boundaries, you know, hey, don't steal my shit. Yeah, and you and kind of don't it. even really need to talk. You don't about even really it. need to say it, right? Yeah. With people that are actually good people, people you want to be around with, you ideally don't even want to have to set boundaries because those people aren't going to step on you. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think because you're not great at boundaries. No, no. Like I, I grew up in my dad. He's a he's a soft spoken man for sure. He's smart. He's wise. Um, but he's just quiet and he's an, he's an observer. And I'm very much like I watched him kind of just sit and like. Yeah. Just, like, sometimes there are people that, yeah, you could set up boundaries and you could try to, like, he, but it, He but told me stories of, like, people coming up to him because he's at church, right? He's, like, kind of high in the church. People yeah. go up to him, like, yo, you should do this. You should make this change. You should make this yeah. change. And just, like, batshit crazy, right, way out of left field. Yeah, meanwhile, they've only been in the church for, like, two months two and they're giving months. a suggestion to a guy who's been there 35 years but or whatever. But he'll never say, yeah. you're fucked. Like, that's the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever heard. He'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I, I grew up watching him, like, kind of... Just let these people, these kind of weirdos, kind of yammer at him, and he's just kind of nods his head and smiles and takes it kind of politely. Because, like, yeah, you can argue with him, but there's no fucking point. There's yeah. just no... It's, sometimes it's easier just to... So that's kind of where watching that, maybe sometimes I just kind of let people, like... Yeah. I take it a little too extreme, where it's like, ah, what's the point of doing that? But right. there should still be some kind of boundaries. Like, yo, I don't want you rambling to me for an hour. I don't got time for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But. I think the best kind of boundaries are, hey, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Could yeah. you stop? Like, you have to set the, the, the scene a little bit, I guess. 
because they'll never stop if they don't understand why sure you know yeah if you add that little element of humanity into mm. it where instead of just like yo bitch say that again yeah 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 you have to be like, that, that kind of makes me uncomfortable yeah and then they're like oh even if you start like hey i don't know if you're aware of this or yeah the like, best thing to do if somebody's like coming at you is just sit there totally still like are, are you okay <laughs> like are you having a bad day you seem a little bit off and then they get all like no like I'm, I'm just i'm just mad <laughs> and then they just look like they're really overreacting to something that they could just have a conversation <laughs> like yeah um uh. but yeah no it, it was really nice to see how empowered she got when she started setting boundaries and and just how quick it was like yeah. that guy just went up and bounced like like so like he was not ready and yeah some people it doesn't take much sometimes to just like yeah it scared him yeah what a strong woman what yeah. Wait, a woman that can say what she wants and, yeah. like, actually has a voice, can't handle that shit. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and when you really think about it, like, this is going to be the guy with your kids. You want yeah. somebody who can't actually have a constructive conversation with you. Yeah. Who runs into the bedroom and, like, <laughs> no, no, that's not good. Okay, the next chapter, chapter four, is choosing reality uh, over... Chapter three. Oh, power struggle. Yeah. <clears throat> this one was interesting because it was basically just... Uh, relationship dynamics, power struggles, you know. Um, yeah. So kind of like who has the upper hand in the relationship. And so, especially in fights too. Yeah. You and know, that's like a big thing. We all know like when we're fighting, then after the fight, like 10 minutes later, we're like, shit, I should have sent that. That would have yeah. really, you know, like that. That's, that's because the power struggle. That's the power struggle is you want, you want to leave that argument with the upper hand with whatever, whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. You want it to get your way essentially. And it's kind of all about these power struggles struggles of um yeah them just different ways like so i forget which three they jerry. were talking about we're jerry. gonna talk about jerry's ex jerry's ex okay, okay so, that was the example jerry. Yeah. okay so jerry had been married for like 24 years had two kids or whatever and then she would never sleep with him she was like oh she had like eating disorder issues and whatever yeah so then he broke up with her left it and then started dating somebody else who like was really good like you can relate to it because it was kind of like dating me where it's just like wait she's not gonna get mad wait i can just tell her what i want yeah he went from like this like brutal relationship to like this like one where this chick's happy-go-lucky wants to fuck all the time to the <laughs> point where he said like yeah he, he's like man i just don't know what to do i don't know if i can fuck every day or like, yeah he was tired he didn't know how to set his boundaries he had been told no for so long he didn't want to be the one saying no yeah and set his own boundaries yeah that was a big thing too but with the power struggle his ex-wife would text him and it's so funny because i've seen well even like, the sexual dynamics is a power struggle women oh, using yeah. sex against men is a huge power struggle it's all just about power yeah like 100%. no i'm not gonna let you do that when meanwhile it's like that's literally the only thing I want from you. Yeah. Literally the only thing I can only get from you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could go get a prostitute, but like, I've got a maid to yeah. do the laundry. I've got a cook to clean. I've got, and now just your fucking mouth running. Yeah. You're not going to put out. So why are you here? Literally. Like, and it sounds bad, but like, honestly, like, that's the weird thing about it. Like, it's with this whole masculine feminine thing. Like women, it's funny too. We were at a party yesterday yeah. and it's hilarious because we are back in the boonies kind of thing like very much masculine and feminine roles i'm not gonna yeah. go under the house to go and like pipe something absolutely yeah. but i'll have cinnamon rolls when you come back yeah all the women are talking about bacon the men are talking about fixing their boats yeah, sailboats <laughs> and like all this shit and it's like yeah no like this is why there's 
that that masculine role because when you actually take the technology out when you get out of western society these are the roles there are men going to work every day and women staying with the kids mm-hmm. that's how it goes yeah it's that's always how it's gone <laughs> yeah so everybody on the other side being like i would like you to go onto this house this swampy <laughs> house right now i had now. a great time under there <laughs> i mean you always have a good time um but yeah this ex kept texting him and would do like vindictive like I can't believe that you've moved on so fast. We were married for 20 years and in two months. And And then he responded. He's like, she was like, I heard you got married. They didn't. But he was like, yep, got married. And then even the therapist was like, Jerry. Why'd you do that? Come on. He's like, I was trying to make a joke. But no, you're playing into the power struggle. Like, even the joke is the power struggle. Exactly. Like, he wanted to hurt her. Yeah. And so he like, did. And ultimately, the best way to win the power struggle game is kind of like what you said. You kind of just sit back and you say, huh, you okay? Yeah. It was very interesting when I kind of, like, like when I broke up with the ex because he was very narcissistic. And I was always like... Like, I mean, 10 minutes after the conversation, I would have all these comebacks. Or, like, yeah. if I went to any of my recorded conversations where I would just talk to nothing and pretend like he was there, I had so yeah. many good things to say. Yeah. But never, never, never in front of him. And I'm really glad that it went that way and that I was more silent because he looked fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, he looked crazy. He would come to my, or well, threatened to come to my office, and I was just sitting there, like, Yo, no, whoa. I just changed my number. You can't get mad like that. Like, you're dating somebody else. What yeah, are you doing? Weird. Like, so crazy. But the best response is no response. Yeah. Leave them on red. It will drive them more crazy than any other thing. What I used to do, because I used to, it's not good. This is not good. But I like to see what people are saying to me. I'd rather know than not know. Sure. So I would just turn it on, um, or I'd turn my uh, read receipts off so that they could never see when I opened it, but then I would always get it. Yeah. Or I would turn my SMS off, and then it would just come through as text so they couldn't see that I read it. (laughs) But yeah, no, no response is always the best response. I had a friend who had, like, this funny line, like, his dad was a wayward dad, you know, kind of one of those losers, and it got to the point where he's just like, man, like, just, I don't engage. Do not engage. Just do not engage. And, like, I would always joke about it. We'd see him around and be like, oh, what about this or whatever may be the situation. He's like, nope, do not engage. And that, that was all. Because, yeah, he was like, no, man, I've been playing that power struggle game for X amount of years. I'm done with it. The only way to get out of it is to just disengage. I also think that, like, especially when you talk about this, where it's like, this is this piece of shit that you've already broken up with. Like, you're gone. Like, you've now moved to the next level. Fighting with somebody on that previous level is only going to drag you back down to that. Like, you get to this point where you're just like, actually, it would take way more effort to argue with you than to just ignore you so i'm gonna just take myself out of the equation you can continue to be crazy you're not my responsibility i cannot control you or what you think i'm gonna just remove myself from my own sanity yeah and that's honestly that's all you can do with the power struggle man just disengage from it you're never gonna win it and if you win it did you really win it yeah yeah. Probably not. You don't really want to have power over your partner. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, like, what is the point of that? Yeah, like, that's not that's not the point of it. It's if you find cool. yourself, you're playing the power struggle game, you've already lost. you got to disengage. Yeah. Because even thing. when you don't, yeah. even when you win, you don't win. Hundo. Okay, number four. Now, this one was rowdy. Choosing reality over fantasy. Yeah. Okay. This one's interesting. So there is, I'm going to kind of... All of the things that I remember about this one girl, because there were so many things that played into this that were just crazy. So she had grown up in Japan, 
um, and then all her life, 18, 19, or whatever, and then she came to the U.S. to do college. That was all of a sudden the first time that she ever thought, hmm, maybe I'm a lesbian. Yeah, that was so funny to hear, and it was like, so you, so you went to a liberal liberal college and now you're a lesbian interesting, interesting how that works interesting how these institutions are literally just brainwashing like, these people the first time i ever thought i might be anything was the second i walked into this liberal school yeah what it's the like shit it's like yeah no you're not a lesbian you're just weak-minded but now, anywho no but the reason i'm see this is exactly why i mentioned that because this weak-minded thing yeah. i think that and some people are gonna get mad but this is so fucking important so she was into martial arts or something like that. She went into this uh, class and she saw somebody there. She talked to them like, oh, actually, blank. Oh, no, yeah. She talked to them. She was like, oh, my God, I need to I need to be with this person. They had scheduled a date, but then her dad got in a bad car accident or something like that, and it was paraplegic or whatever. Then she had to go back home for a couple months, come back, and by the time she came back, this person was already in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But that didn't stop her from fantasizing over it for the next three years. And I'm so, talking stalker kind of like fantasy. Yeah, like, like the guy would ask, like, so how often do you think about him? And then she's like, every I'm never yeah, every I'm never not thinking about him. If yeah. my if I if I'm not thinking about something, I'm thinking about him. Yeah. Like if and, I'm not specifically thinking about doing like answering his email, I'm thinking like after mm-hmm. I press send, he's in my head. Yeah. And this is a very extreme example of choosing like reality over fan well choosing fantasy over reality this yeah. one where like so she spent uh, like a couple weeks with this person yeah and fell head over heels and it would be so easy to fall head over heels in love with somebody in a different country you're on this crazy ride yeah you know your like, dad just died and now you're looking for some or not your dad just got really sick and now you're looking for somebody to kind of save you and like and yeah. it's important that these two monumental things happened around the same time because that was a huge trauma bond yeah. that she created in her mind yeah And then, so this other person's dating somebody else for, like, the longest time, like, two years. She's still thinking about it. She starts dating somebody who she likes. Yeah, really happy with. She likes. But then the therapist is like, okay, so this is, like, extremely unhealthy. I need you to go home, not think about him. Like, that's it. You need to disengage, actively disengage, whatever. She went and did some research, and it it turns out that she's got this, like, disease or whatever where yeah she has this like stalking syndrome where like she just fantasizes over people whatever i'm not a doctor but i'm just gonna call shenanigans on that man i just there's no fucking stalking disease no it's you don't but as soon as she put a title to it all of a sudden she felt like she could control it weird so she stopped fantasizing as much and now it was just like down to a week and blah 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 and she was able to actually engage with her current partner and like so things started switching for her, but she kept going back to this, like, well, I've got this disease now. I've got this disease. But the whole weak-minded thing is, like, bro, don't let people label you. Like, all yeah. you needed to do was gain control of your yeah, head. Yeah, like, first you let somebody label you a lesbian when you're 20 and you've never had lesbian thoughts before. Yeah. And you went to some foreign country. Yeah. And now you're a lesbian. Okay. 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 Fine. Sure. sure. But thoughts. then also, yeah, you let them make up this weird stalker label and that put was you in- google that wasn't even the therapist that was Jeez. Google. yeah like yeah 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 that one was a little that one was a little like, cringy whoa. like it was just like you're so far out of reality. reality but here's the thing though like most relationships aren't based in reality most people want to 
build up their partner in their mind into something like, you yeah. know, you want to be able to brag about your partner. They're in love with the potential instead of what's sitting right mm-hmm. there. We've talked about this in a couple of other episodes, actually, where, first of all, we have all of these, like, Disney video or Disney movies where, like, you have to go through chaos in order to, to find love. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a story. They're telling you a story, so you need a beginning, a climax, and an yeah. end, you know? And then when we think about it, like, even my ex, like... He was this, like, drug addict and had nothing together, and he was a mess. You could, like, you look at him, and you would just know, (laughs) like, whoa, yikes. But I think I was in project mode where I was like, oh, my God, I can fix you. And, like, could you imagine locking him down after his whole past, and I was the one to actually lock him down, and, like, I fucking win, and I'm better than everybody, and blah, 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 blah. Like, this whole story in my mind. Yeah, this whole fantasy. It's a fantasy. None of that was real. He was crazy from the get-go he warned me before we started dating yeah 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 yeah. i chose to ignore that yeah it's fucked yeah yeah um man yeah it's it's weird it how do you hmm i don't know when you get healthy the red flags become deal breakers yeah, like it's not sure. just a red flag. It's and a deal maybe breaker. they even become more noticeable too. Like when like I think about when... when I first started dating him. No, before we started dating, I was at the gym one day with a friend, and he went to a cabin with his girlfriend. And then she had called me that weekend because she went through his phone or something like that, and like called me, got my number from him, whatever. And then so I was like, "Yo, contain the bitch! Like I don't want your girlfriend's calling me." What yeah, the what fuck? the hell? Like, <laughs> and then I got mad and stopped talking to him. He must have called me a hundred times. I blocked his number, but that's okay. He just called me from a private number. Then he showed up to the gym that I went to. I was with somebody. I missed my whole goddamn workout. And then I argued outside for an hour with him. (laughs) That's a red flag. That's a red flag. I proceeded to date him for like four years. (laughs) Yeah, jeez. Yikes. And then when it all crashed and burned, I was like... Well, no shit. Yeah. Like, there was no other way for this to go. And I remember the like the moment where it was just like, I need to get out of this, was if I continue this right now, like, here is the breaking point kind of thing. If I continue this in 30 years, it is only myself that I have to blame. Yeah. Yeah, That's once it. you've seen the flags and you're like, yeah, okay, so there's all the flags. Yeah. If I continue, yeah, like if, it's if only at on 30, me now. I'm still blaming him for this. I'm like, what a joke. Like, yeah. get over. No, it's my yeah. life, my control. And it goes back to that self-fulfilling prophecy, man. Like, if you date that scumbag, don't be shocked when yeah. he's a fucking scumbag. Shocker. Like, if like yeah. you're not going to change him. You're not going to change him. And you shouldn't want to. No. You should think highly of yourself enough to actually yeah. date somebody who's like, with it yeah like i want a quality partner i don't want yeah. a piece of shit that i have to make into a quality and i don't want to shine my turd i want a gem exactly and that's and what if i found you don't think... oh, oh. <laughs> and if you don't think that you're worthy of that then you probably aren't go work on yourself yeah but that's a nice thing like just even just reading a book like i feel like i learned a lot of different like yeah. little tiny tricks and yeah they're not world changing tricks but like it helps yeah I'm you can so... better yourself I was talking to somebody um, this week, actually, and she was, like, it was at work, and a hiring manager was, like, I don't know, like, every minute would be, like, hey, I need new, I need new people, I need resumes, set up interviews, blah, blah, yeah. blah. She's got a, she's learning, first of all, but she's also got a thousand other things to do. So then I was, like, dude, like, relax. Why are you letting this guy get to you? She's, like, oh, he's, he's just gonna get, oh, my God, I don't know if he's gonna get mad at me, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm, like, Phew. and I had to, like, simmer her down. Shut up. And then I told her, I was like, if your self-worth was better, this wouldn't matter. 
And she was like, oh, damn. Like, you're, you're oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because I walk around, like, I know how good I am at work. I don't ever, if somebody comes at me, I'm like, listen, I have everything documented. I have everything, like, you cannot come after me. So I know that, and I'm confident in that, and I walk in that, and nobody can kind of shift my mood because yeah. I know. Yeah. Whereas her, she doesn't have the same self-worth. She doesn't have the same confidence. She, yeah. And she's getting there for sure, but it affects how you operate on the day-to-day. And, yeah. and I was telling her that like the issue with breakups and heartbreak and relationships and self-worth and all of these things is that like it's hard to put names to feelings or words to feelings or context yeah. to feelings. And yeah. So that's why I enjoy like reading and all of the emotional stuff on TikTok. It's just that's how you say it. That's how you say how I'm feeling. Oh yeah. my God, somebody else must feel that way. And like, but you don't feel as confident feeling that without somebody else sure. confirming that, you know, you're not crazy. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so sad. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, the next is vulnerability. It's vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> so actually stating what you need and being honest with yourself, it'll always make a path for you. Yeah. Um, so in itself, like actually saying what you do, that opens the path. Yeah. So if you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to say what I'm feeling. I don't know, blah, 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 blah. Just start. Yeah. Like, just start. So with Jerry's example, he had gone from being denied sex so he often. Had, he had gone from being being denied so many different things yeah. that he had the the new girlfriend's house was cold <laughs> and he didn't want to make a big deal because he had been denied so many times by his ex yeah. that he didn't even want to ask hey can you just turn it up a yeah. little bit yeah. and then the therapist guy was like well maybe you should just start there just kind of start hey would you mind turning on the ac I, and he's he's like i guarantee you she won't care she yeah. will do it or whatever yeah. you know and shocker yeah she was like oh my god of course yeah jerry oh went home god. and so then he came back and he, he he's like pulling up his pants like big man he's like yeah i got that thermostat <laughs> no problem yeah. but like it gave him he, he was vulnerable he told what he needed and the partner responded yeah and that's what a good partner does but before he had actually communicated about the hvac she was like listen i need you to talk to me yeah 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 no problem no problem i'm yeah. talking to you i'm telling you everything blah 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 and the therapist was like well you're not telling about the HVAC so like if you're lying about the air conditioning what are like yeah something so minor if you you can't say something so minor and then it came to a point where he her lease was ending and she hadn't she had brought it up she was like do you want to live together do you not and he had just kept avoiding it and avoiding Mm -hmm. it literally extending his like he had pushed off his therapy sessions because he hadn't had the conversation and didn't want to tell mark or whatever the name is and so finally he was like buddy you gotta have this conversation like just have it it's fine and then yeah it turns out like he's not ready for to and i mean he just ended a 20-year relationship all of his finances were gone like that's his trauma where he thinks that um yeah he said a couple times he's like i don't want to i don't want someone taking half my shit again yeah like he's very 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 traumatized with that but all he had to do was communicate it yeah. And all of a sudden, she had more understanding, another perspective. Like, yeah. she well, she was in her head assuming and putting the picture together herself, whereas yeah. he, all he needed to do was paint the picture for her. Yeah. Um, one of the few kind of tiffs we had, and it wasn't even a big deal, was uh, we were talking, it was kind of early-ish in our relationship, maybe like three months in or whatever. We had said we love each other and stuff like that at that point. Uh, but we were talking about marriage, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do it anymore. Because I had a bunch of fucking divorce trauma as well. 
Yeah, you, you know? had said, uh, yeah, I don't know about marriage. I mean, like, I've already said it one and once and fucked it up, so why would I do that again? Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was like, uh, what are we doing then? then? what is this all about? Because like, you the had fuck? the intention to get married. Yeah, like, like I was gonna get married. And, like, yeah. the only reason I was entering a relationship with you is because it would end like it yeah. would end up forever yeah like we we both went into the relationship knowing it would be serious like yeah I, it wasn't like i was fucking around but then if no. you that was the first time you heard like oh i don't know i don't know if i want to do that again yeah like and so but, i took like that day, that night that would happen overnight didn't say anything the next day it was really quiet i didn't know what to do i didn't really know what to you know think about it and then i went to my my best friend and i was like dude he fucking said this like mark said that like he's not a crazy like he's not the crazy one like he's 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 okay like he's not a douche he's not a dick he's not like even leading me on but like what does he what the fuck does this mean and she was like we should just ask him like he doesn't he doesn't seem like the tattooed guy like (laughs) i think you could just ask him a question so then that night i was like okay what did you mean when you said blank and then he was like, oh, my God, no, I just mean that, like, I'm just struggling, and like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, Yeah, I'm- it's just like, you know, you, a, a vow, you make a vow, and then you break the vow, then it's like, well, fuck every other vow you make from here on out. It's yeah. kind of fucking meaningless. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, like, part of that trauma. It's like, what do you do? I'm not going to let a past mistake rule run the rest of my life, you yeah. know? Like, obviously, we're going to get married. That's That's what you do when you're yeah, yeah like it, that's, what you do. that's what you do when you find the actual one you know yeah exactly um, yeah yeah no i agree so um so yeah vulnerability yeah just talk about just, it yeah tell what you're feeling and and if you're with somebody that like yeah i knew even my best friend knew like we could just ask you yeah if you're with somebody that you feel you can't really ask are you actually really gonna have yeah. kids with that man yeah do you want to go in that relationship you really want to have a business with that douche kid like I, what yeah, are you doing? It's so crazy. I can honestly say I don't hide, like, anything from you. Anything. And it's because, yeah, we knew each other for fucking 30 years before we started dating. Yeah. And, like, there was a friendship there. There was... I never had to hide anything from you because I was never trying to impress you in any yeah, way. Yeah. Like, you know? it was so... It was so casual for yeah. so long that yeah. it was, like... And we were, like bros yeah like i helped you get your ex-wife i was like wingman <laughs> how that. dare like, you oh you yeah owe me a lot of money me. <laughs> how dare you <laughs> yeah no it was like i don't know it's just safe like yeah. there was no lying there was no need to ever impress yeah kind of thing and so then finally when you did all of a sudden you were like you were out there building building a kitchen for me i was like oh damn like <laughs> oh shit okay okay yeah yeah no it was be and, vulnerable and, and this brings us to this next chapter, the courage to be loved, man. Mm. Like, sometimes, yeah, your self-worth is low, and maybe it, you started low. Maybe you're with a partner who fucking has dragged you through the mud, and it's just like, now you don't love yourself yeah. anymore. Yeah. But, like, fuck. It you sounds... need to love yourself first, because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to let other people love you. Like It sounds so, so, so cheesy, but, yeah. like, literally the only person that can show others how to love you is you loving yourself. Yeah. If you put yourself above, like, people know that I love myself. Yeah. Like, I'm confident, I radiate it, like, I don't really take shit, I'm understanding, and I'm, like, you know, obviously, like, I can have a conversation with people, but, like, I do not take shit, and people know that. And that's because they know that I really care about myself. Yeah. You can always tell. And, again, like, the only way to tell anybody else how you love or how they should love you is yeah. to show them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
we've talked about love languages before and how it's important to know what your partner's love languages are because mm-hmm. they might not be your love languages but you got to know that they're trying to sh- love you in their way and like hopefully they're also trying to do it in your way as well but i, I was thinking about something yesterday okay so what? yesterday it was like crazy on the boat it was like a lot a lot was happening and i could tell you were getting frustrated yeah without thinking like you got frustrated and without thinking i just put my hand on you after that i was just like oh that's i wonder if that's because i know that's his love language like i wonder if i did that just to like yeah calm you or no, whatever do you ever notice it do you yeah know? yeah interesting yeah it's funny you touch my elbow though i'm like throttling you like bumping my oh <laughs> yeah i know i caught that one too yeah my bad um yeah. <laughs> but uh where was i going oh yeah I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, love yeah. languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. It, if you know how you, like, basically, yeah, I'm touch or whatever. So every, and I'm not very good, uh, like, verbally complimenting <laughs> you. Don't you. Say. I don't say. <laughs> I don't say. But, like, basically, yeah, anytime I walk past you and, like, rub your, your, your shoulder yeah. with my arm, like, that's, I love you, you know, yeah. like, that's. It's funny because or, or, we had first moved to Panama, and like we've only been together for a year and a half, yeah, which is crazy. Like I feel like <laughs> I've lived seven lifetimes with you, but we're still like, I don't know. It, when we first moved to Panama, I'm always like, "Hey, love you," and then leave the room. I yeah. love you, leave the room. And then one day you had come to me, and you were like, "I just want to let you know that every time I touch you, I'm saying I love you." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh." Like, I think I knew And then that. you're like, oh, shit, you touched me a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, when you explain it, like, when you're, yeah, just, hey, yeah, this is how I I, I show that I love people. Yeah. Now you're aware. I'm going to also try to show it in your language, too, but just naturally, yeah. this is how I do it. This is, yeah, 100%. And it's, yeah. you should know. Like, you should know your partner's love language. You should know how, like, like I, I feel like I don't even know what my ex's love language was. Probably gifts. Or mm. like words of affirmation, mm. um, but I have no idea what way he tried to love me. Like there was just <laughs> no communication that way. There was just like so I'm like, and I've always kind of done that. Like, what's your love language? What's your, even with like Sarah and Keshin last yeah, week? Yeah. I was like, what are your guys like? Friends, family. Yeah. It's so important when I gave your mom. Yeah, because love isn't just romantic love. It's familial, yeah. friend. Yeah, like. Well, Got to know how to communicate with people. Exactly. Yeah. For Father's Day this year, I couldn't do anything for your dad because his love language was acts of service. And I'm like, well, shit, Father Rod. Like, what am I supposed to do for that from Panama? So we'll do something later. Mm. But um, yeah, like I always, always, always try to. Acts of service is my dad's? That's what your mom said. Oh. 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 <laughs> Yeah, of course my mom would th- Yeah, Rod loves to be my slave. Of course, of course. That's no. what she would say. He loves to serve me, she would say. Holy fuck, I gotta talk to my dad about that. I'm sure that <laughs> I'm like, that's what I was I'm like told. scratching my head like, that really doesn't sound right. I'm sure that's what I was told. If I was to guess for my dad, it would be quality time and... Probably words of affirmation. Really? Yeah. Fuck, I definitely could have done something with that then. Well, now we know. There you go. The point is... <laughs> um, <laughs> the courage to be loved is, like, Jerry, he was constantly waiting for the shoe to drop. And he was constantly waiting to get trouble or get in trouble for things. And, like, he just wanted to be happy. And he wanted somebody to love him the way that he had loved the ex for so long. And so yeah. finally this girl came and it was just like... You got to just be in it. Like, just be happy and let yourself be happy. Don't be, like, ignorantly happy Mm because I feel like that's, like, a thing. But, like, 
let yourself feel it let yourself feel the emotions and like just let yourself be loved you know like don't let your parents definition of love define what you're doing now don't let your your trauma define what you deserve don't let any of like that's garbage like no no just sit in the moment be happy be loved and if you're the one loving yourself because you don't have a partner, continue to do that because yeah. it will, like, I, I genuinely don't think that if I didn't spend the year working on myself before you and I reconnected or started dating or whatever, we wouldn't have been together. Yeah, it would have been a different story. Yeah. Like, like you want. I needed to well, be top dog. Well, yeah. And, like, even for me, like, if I didn't see a elite caliber woman, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have made a move. Yeah. Wouldn't, no, it makes like, sense. Even when I broke up with the ex, I'm like, I don't think I'll date anyone. Again. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll have the some, field. I'll yeah, have yeah, some yeah. fun, but I, I'm not getting in into another thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah. and then you know, high quality woman comes along, you're like, that'd be a fool not like, to. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Big stop. <laughs> All the compliments today. Um. Okay. So the final chapter is simple but difficult. Just like love genuinely is not enough. Love is yeah. simple. It's easy to fall in love with someone, but love is not enough. You need trust. You need respect. You need mutual understanding, compassion, yeah. sacrifice, conversation. Yeah. Whenever, you know, somebody, one of your friends comes to you with a problem and you're like, but, but why? And you're like, but I love him. Ooh. Yeah. That's not enough. That's not, not going to get you through this whole life it's not going to help you get the kids ready for school it's not going to help you put your mom in the ground when she dies it's not going to help you come home from work stressed love is not going to overcome his gambling addiction (laughs) you know yeah it's just not it just is not not going to help him with the porn it's not going to like it's love's not enough yeah you need more you need so there there is kind of two things i I don't know what notes you wrote after this so i might be kind of doing some spoilers for your notes there's kind of two things there's um you you need two things to be have a successful relationship. You need to have love, and then you also need to have compa- compatibility. And love is the feeling, the emotional side of things. But compatibility is the logical portion of your brain. Like you, you, uh, you line up in so many areas. Like I said, I'd be a fool not to try to snag you and get you on my side. You know, we line up in so many ways. Um, so there's the two elements: there's feelings and compatibility. And I think like a lot of good relationships will start with compatibility. You know, you hear about friends who become lovers over after 10 years and they had the best, most solid yeah. relationship ever. But then you also hear about the flip side where it's like they fall in love first and it's like, you know, they fell in love in Paris and now... Now you're just raging on this high emotions and yeah. like the, what is it called? Uh, it's not love, it's... Ketamine. Attract. No. Drug. That's a horse tranquilizer. Um, It's not love. It's like just emotions. It's... Serotonin. I don't know. I don't know. But it's unhealthy. Like it's not real love. You're just on high emotions. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Like so... Without these two pieces, love is not enough. You also need that compatibility thing. You also need to be able to be yourself around them. You also need to be in line with your future goals with them. You know what? You know what you're in line with? What? Mark Manson. Because he wrote three harsh truths about love. So I took this out of like an article that he kind of used to summarize it. And the very first thing he said was love does not equal compatibility. Love is the emotion. Compatibility is the logic. So like... If you're sitting there, you you met somebody in rehab, and you're sitting there, and you're like, 
you know, three years down, you've got two kids on your arms, he's off doing drugs, and you're like, where did I go wrong? What happened? Oh my god. No, it went wrong before it began, because there was no compatibility, yeah. there was no, like, it didn't work. If you're trying And, like, to- positive compatibility, too, like... You yeah, know. like in this example, okay, like let's use your brother as an example. Okay, I could never date your brother because our lifestyles, yeah, completely different. Yeah. He needs to go, 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 go. I want to just sit. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like and like he, he's like a heck of a catch. It's not that. Yeah, like, he's you know. great, but not my cup of tea. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I got the best Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compatibility has to be there. It's just crazy if you're that you're trying to date somebody who doesn't want kids. Yeah. you are not compatible yeah. if you want kids. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Super. You don't. You can't just like get compatible. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you shouldn't want to force them to get yeah. compatible either. Like, man, there's some things you, you you. Every relationship needs compromise, obviously. But like, you shouldn't be compromising too much. Well, and I think actually it's so interesting that this is even coming up now. I had just said that like with my ex, I wanted to like lock him down and wife him up and like yeah. you know white pick offense, blah blah blah. The day that we broke up, he was in a club. Huh. And I think, and like since then, he's been rowdy and like yeah. crazy. If he were to actually suppress all of that for the 20 years that we were going to be together or whatever, he would have ended up doing something. He would have gone ballistic in another way. Like, sure. You can't just suppress somebody else because yeah. of what you want. Yeah. It will come out. They're going to resent you. They're going to hate you. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. The next one um, of the three hearth truths, harsh truths about love, go for it. Love does not solve your relationship problems. While love may make you feel better about your relationship problems, it doesn't actually solve any of your relationship problems. This is how a toxic relationship works. The roller coaster of emotions is intoxicating, each high feeling even more important and more valid than the one before. But unless there's a stable and practical foundation beneath your feet, that rising tide of emotion will eventually come and wash it all away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I was talking to somebody this week about, like, her husband doesn't, her husband works a lot, and then by the time he comes home, he's just, he's exhausted. Yeah. He only ever bathes the baby, and that's it. Yeah. The rest of the time, she's with the kid, she's feeding the kid, she's also doing a full-time job, she's, like, got all of these stuff... And they just, like, they can't they can't talk about it. Yeah. But I love him. We've been through so much. That's not going to make it functional. That's not on a, yeah. on a home economic level. That's not going to make it functional. Even that, I've heard that. But we've been through so much. It's like, well, enjoy going through a whole bunch more then. Like, it's not going like, to stop. Like, yeah. It, like, I don't enjoy. want my relationship. I'm so fucking... We talk about this all the time. We've never had a blow up. No, like, even, like, we've come in and out of our lives a couple times, but it was just so natural and fluid. Like, yeah. you know, we started off being friends of friends, yeah. you know? And then... And then, brother, you were, like, the older brother to my best friend kind of thing. So then you had that dynamic. Yeah, like... You just cart us all around. Yeah, we, we kind of changed through a bunch of different dynamics. Eventually, we became friends and, like, started hanging out on a personal level. But then I started hitting on the chick and like, we fell away. And like, yeah. But it was, like, it was never this blow-up. There was never any point in our relationship where I'm like, fuck, I wish that, that didn't happen. And I'm so, so, so happy. I've been in a relationship where it was like, oh my god, that was so messy at the beginning. I'm, I'm yeah. so, like, now it's good, blah, 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 but it was never actually good. It yeah. was these highs that I was riding with the roller coaster. And yeah. like, oh my god, he just got me something from Amazon because I'm sad. Man, let's fix everything. Nah, 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 nah. He's still going to come home angry tonight. Yeah. He's still going to have drug problems. He's still going to have yeah. anger problems. He's still not going to be able to communicate. Like, a gift doesn't change everything. Yeah. Love does not change 
incompatibility or solve relationship yeah. problems. Yeah, and like to be honest, man, you want compatibility more than you want love. I mean, like, I love my family. I wish, I wish, I wish I could have family. I yeah. love them. Like, I there's this like yeah. I wish that I could be friends with my siblings. Even yeah. watching you guys here, it's like fuck. Like we had good times as siblings. Yeah. But it doesn't fix the relationship problems. My yeah. love, my brotherly love for my family, my parents, and all that, it's not going to just fix all the problems and make it go away. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's just not compatible at this not current compatible. moment. Not compatible. Yeah. And it's interesting, too. Like, love you can fall in and out of. Um, yeah. Even, like, you hear couples who are madly in love, but they're like, yeah, there was, like, five years there. We just wasn't feeling it, but, like, we just... Stuck it through. And Stuck it through. Like, it wasn't bad. It just, you know, we just kind of got yeah. distracted with life is yeah. typically what happens, you know. Yeah. But then you got to make that intentional connection to try to reconnect. Because if you're compatible, at least you're not fighting in those times of, well, I'm yeah. just not feeling it. At least you're not, I'm not feeling it. And he's fucking. And he's abusing me. Or yeah, I'm abusing exactly. Him or exactly. Yeah. The third. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I think that's. So yeah. the third is love is not always worth sacrificing yourself for. Yeah. Now, this is yeah. huge. Yeah, I think this is almost that fixer mentality. It's like you sacrifice so much of yourself for that other person. Well, um, it's funny because in these like gender roles that we've been talking, I feel like it's so easy in the feminine role to get washed away. Like it's if I had carried through that relationship i would have been trapped in that house forever yeah like it's it's a it's an 18 year commitment essentially where it's like yeah I'm, okay we're raising children here yeah. i'm in this house now yeah yeah like that's it i was gonna be stay at home i was gonna like yeah. i would be locked in that house for yeah. so long i had already lost so much of myself yeah. my the ability to stand up for myself the ability to voice my opinions his sister I would cry all the time because of the things she would say to or about me. And Crazy. he would never do anything about that. Like, it was just so toxic. And I was losing myself. I was losing me. Yeah. And then I had, to, like, it was, like, months before I started rediscovering who I used to be and what actually makes me happy. And, like, and it's crazy. And I think that's the daunting part of ending the, the shitty relationship because it's, like, who the fuck am I without you? Yeah. I thought of it as, like, a great thing. I was just like, wow, 180 Whoa. pounds down. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah, a lot like, of dead weight. Holy shit. Yeah. But it was so, it, and it happened so fast because you just want to make this person happy. Like, oh, my God, he's so hot. He's yeah. it. He's, like, the ideal. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, you want to be a good partner, so you want to do things for your partner. Yeah. Or, like, you you know. But if you're the only one in the mix doing it. Yeah, but that can be good. the trap. In loving relationships, it's normal for both people to occasionally sacrifice their own desires, their needs, and their own time for one another. I would argue this is normal and healthy and a big part of what, a re what makes a relationship so great. But when it comes to, to one wow, when it comes to sacrificing one's self-respect, one's dignity, one's physical body, ambitions, life purpose, just to be with someone, then it can then that same love's love becomes problematic a loving relationship is supposed to supplement our individual identity not damage or replace it yeah when i was writing this i was like yeah like i i started a book i don't know maybe a year and a half ago and i wanted to finish it by the time i was 30 and you've always kind of encouraged anything I do. I want to paint. I want to write. I want to anything. Yeah, like, man. It's so important. Hobbies are so important. I do that for all my Lorehammer community too. Like, yeah. Like, no need to see your miniatures. But I, well, no, actually, sorry. I do. I fucking do. I take that back. Send me your mini. Send me them. <laughs> but no, like, it's like it. It, it activates something in your mind. I don't know. Hobbies are just, just, they're just so good. Anytime you're flexing that art muscle. I've never, ever, ever done 
like, I mean, I maybe used to, but, like, really don't do art. I like it. Yeah. But you've always been so safe to explore anything that I want to explore. Yeah. And it's... I think it's cool, man. Whatever people's passions are, interests, like, fucking And some of my shit's not good. Like, (laughs) it's not good. But even then, you're like, oh, that's nice. Thanks. We should do this, baby. Like, you're so nice about it. It's so crazy being with somebody who actually, like wants you to succeed yeah it's not like yeah like yeah the other day you're talking about that book i'm like okay so like just how do we uh, make that happen like yeah what what kind of format are you doing Mm -hmm. have you thought about that like you know just asking some basic questions of how do how do you get this dream to actually be fulfilled yeah because i want i want you to be a when you said that it was like okay so how many in my head it was like how many pages do i need i don't even like i've just been writing yeah like here and there and like yeah back and forth like you've been journaling for like basically your whole life so you have everything written down you have a bunch of stuff so now it's like just compiling it all and whatever yeah but my thought process was like okay if we spend the next nine months every single day outside there's no way that i can't finish this like yeah if you sit down for an hour a day and mm -hmm. even if you're not writing but you're intentionally just because that, that's the thing about art, you can't force it, but also yeah. at the same time, you gotta force it. You gotta it's this weird thing. Yeah, it. yeah, it's weird too because like I, it's just so emotional. Like fuck, my childhood was not nice, and so diving back in there, especially after I've been so happy for so long, it's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. But I don't know. We're gonna do it because I need to need to get done. Yeah. So kind of the last thing. Oh no, we've still got a little bit more. What are we at right now? Uh, time-wise, we're at 53 minutes. Okay, we got time. Okay, so one of the things that Mark mentioned in this, um, in this book, book article oh. was the friendship <laughs> test. Now, I think this is for everything ever, all the time, ever. I yeah. always go yeah, to yeah, these yeah. mom's house and they're like, oh, and the potatoes are cold and this tastes like shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, would you go to a friend's house and say that? And they're like, oh, of course not. Why do you say it to yourself? Yeah. Like, why do you say it? But this is one of the oldest pieces of relationship advice is most, oh, you and your partner should be best friends. Yeah. Most people look at this piece of advice in the positive. I should spend time with my partner like I do with my best friend. I should communicate openly like I do with my best friend. I should have fun with my partner like I do with my best friend. But people should also look at it like the negative. Would you tolerate your partner's negative behaviors in your best friend? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, like I, I can't imagine any of my guy friends yelling at me. Yeah, you've like, always what said the that too. Fuck? Which is like, I don't want to like, I'm not gonna hang out with you if I don't like hanging out with yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't got time for shit. Yeah, I'm not like, gonna hang out. I don't do. I'm at this point in my life where I don't do things I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah. is a nice compliment because if, if you ever catch me doing something with you, you know I want to <laughs> be there. Yeah, it's true. It's huge. And like, if. I don't understand why all of a sudden, because you're dating somebody, you have less standards of how they should yeah, act. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... No. Yeah, if... It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, would you, Would you let your best friend do that to you? Why the fuck is your partner doing that to you? A hundred percent. All through my dating life, because yeah. my mother didn't do this, I was always like, no, I will always put my kids before you. Like, yeah. I, I can choose you, my kids can't, yeah. kind of thing. So, like... No fucking way. But for all of my, like, it was always I needed to defend my kids. It was never I need me to be defended. Yeah, yeah. It was, so I would stay in these shit relationships for way too long and just, like, well, we're not having kids right now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, let's just deal to that, like, later, later, later. No, like, 
No, it's just so confusing. I, and I hate that I I had so much time in that space where it was just like, like, Man. and I, I... I feel like, unfortunately, lessons are lessons that you typically yeah. have to just learn yourself. Like, even 100%. talking about these, like, you say, yeah, be best friends with your partner. Obviously, be best friends with your partner. But you don't, you don't get how important that is until you're truly best friends with your partner. Yeah. You know, like this. Yeah. Um, We're like... Even like like people can come to the property. It's crazy for a second, and then you and I come back in the house. And we start giggling. It's like <laughs> that person's fucked. Like, but we have to like I I have to be on the same level as you because it's us against the world. And if we don't understand what's going on between each other, yeah. how are we gonna take on the world? Yeah. Like, exactly. What the shit? What now? the shit? So friendship test. That's pretty nice. I also standards. think that standard. Like, okay, so we live in a world where I'm not allowed to actually say that I have standards. Yeah. I, yeah, like I want somebody who cares for their body, who's at the gym all the time, who is healthy, who, and I mean, like maybe that's aesthetically a thing. Like I want to be turned on by you and <laughs> like abs, but also I want to make sure that you're around in fifty years. Yeah, like I'm not gonna have you die and with like diabetes tomorrow. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I no, would th- never that's a standard. Sign up for that. Yeah, that's my standard. I want somebody who, like, ha- has stability and has mm-hmm. kind of like. A, a head around yeah. them where it's like, no, no, I can handle I, it. I want somebody who doesn't have mental illness. Mm-hmm. Or who had issues. I mean, like, I've definitely struggled with depression, but I've handled it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't sit in my emotions. Yeah. And it's, like, standards. Yeah. But you can't say that these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's a crazy one. I want somebody with the pussy and tits. I don't want to date a transgender dude. Yeah. I don't want to suck your dick. That's fair. You're not a fucking woman. I, but this is crazy. For saying that now, for my standard of saying, no, I'm actually a straight heterosexual male. Yeah. Now, I, now I've just said un, unsayable You're transphobic a, things. Yeah. Yeah. But no it's, no, it's my standard. I'm allowed to. And people should want to ha- like normalize having standards. Yeah. Normalize being single until you found like the best of the best. Like, yeah. You'll be That's cool. one thing I really respect about my brother. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but he's getting older and like he's been in some relationships, but he's he hasn't made like a fucking Big he hasn't locked down with yeah. somebody for like years where you're just like, what are you doing? It's like yeah, he will not until it's the right person. I think so. Yeah, and like that, it's incredibly tough, and I know he's had moments of sheer loneliness yeah, and whatever. But like sure. when he finds his partner, she's gonna be the best of the best of yeah. the best, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I think that. I think that people should normalize having standards and like, yeah, it's just like, and it's so dumb because again, the self-fulfilling prophecy, if you meet this guy in the club, he's trying to get laid with all of his friends and blah, blah, blah. He does this every, every night he's out there. He's probably doing that with every other woman too. Yeah. 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 What do you think's going to happen? What do you think's going to come of this? If you're dating a married man, he's probably not going (laughs) to... And if he actually does leave, he's probably going to also leave you as yeah. well for somebody else. Cheaters yeah. always cheat. Yeah. That's it. Like, you got to stop. Yeah. got to stop pretending like you're not in where you're in, you know? Like, reality is reality. You can't make up things in your head and, you know? Yeah. yeah. Love is just not enough. Love is not enough. Now, we can just kind of bitch about this for a hot minute. Okay. Because this kind of, like, instead of using real people as examples, we're going to use 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Classic show. Classic, classic trash TV. Woo! Oh, yeah, we're but, back on the, cla- or the, the trash TV show. Yeah. But, like, man, I'm, I'm learning stuff from trash TV, too. It's yeah, so interesting. Let's thing. go through this. Well, first of all, I think that, like, 
the type of people that are on these shows are drama. Like Yeah, like, clearly. They're not anybody, like, you see teen moms and blah, 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 and all these teenagers trying to look up to them, and, like, bad news. The yeah. only reason they're on TV is because their lives are chaos. Yeah, because they You don't made, find pe- normal people on TV. Yeah. And when you do, they're on TLC doing home renovations for home people. Renovations <laughs> like, yeah, a baby story, a wedding story. Me and my love here, we love flipping you houses. Why would you want to do on TV? Like, I feel like the people who sign up for TV is always just like a weird personality. Like, yeah, it's a weird one. Like actors, like you have to be, you have to, you have to be likable, which means you don't really, you're not really yourself because you have to be somebody else. Yeah, you have to be the to star be likable. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, casting calls. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Okay, but, so ninety day fiance. <laughs> yeah, because in turn, like now we're watching it, we're just like, oh, that's a good lesson, and like, oh, that's a like, or oh, even just like we. When you're healthy, you see all the red flags, and, like, just, like, we see all these flags, and we're like, I'm so glad I'm not anywhere near these relationships. Yeah. Like. Or around people who have these relationships. Like, last year, I was around one person who was, like, still having these relationships, where it was, like, I dated a guy, he's got three kids in another, in another province, <laughs> but he wants to have a kid with me. And I'm like. What are you doing? Are you fucked? Are you fucked? Are you fucked? Like. Like, even just, like, the thought of that, like, hey, well. Maybe you shouldn't do that to those three kids, kind of. Well, and like this one woman didn't have custody of her own two kids, so it's fuck, like, what damn. are you doing? What like, are you what the doing? Fuck are you doing? Children are people, man. Yeah. Fuck, they just kind of get thing, shuffled like... around sometimes. Yeah, by it's these so idiot sad. parents. So this is the one thing I really hate about Ninety Day Fiance is there is a couple single mothers in there, and it's like, I don't mind watching grown adults fuck up their life, but when you see these grown adults fuck up these children and these children are calling these people they've never met daddy yeah there's this one where uh this guy is from cuba i think or the dominican republic and he comes he's like 26 he's she's got a 19 year old or an 18 no 17 year old daughter and a six-year-old so he goes to the 17 year old daughter and he's talking about her having sex and like super inappropriate especially that age gap like yeah yikes and then he goes to the, the younger daughter, the six-year-old, and he's like, yo, I'm your dad now. And she's like, you're not my dad. Not like, my I have dad. a dad. What are you talking about? He's like, no, you have to call me daddy. Call yeah. me daddy. She's never going to forget that conversation. Yeah, exactly. You just fuck that kid up. Like, even if this mother gets healthy and finds a good partner, this little girl is not going to accept that new partner. Yeah. like That just fucked it. And then the 17-year-old the whole time is just like, mom, it's not normal that you've brought some stranger into my house. From another country. That I've never met, and he's making us call him dad. And she's like, well, it's And okay, talking to me about blah, blah, blah. who I'm sleeping with. Like, it's so inappropriate. And yes, this woman, this mother, is to blame. It yeah. is 100% her fault. She's so fucked and, like... She lives in the uh, the fantasy of this guy. Yeah, she just wants attention. She just wants to be loved and can't find somebody her own age or, you know, Same, rank in well, life. Yeah, rank... Yeah, so like, so she has to go ex- kid. export some kid from another country who doesn't have any money and it's like, America? Wow, cheeseburg? Like... And then he conned her into getting married, just signing the papers without actually doing the thing, and then fucking dipped. And so, dipped. yeah, so congratulations, now he, just literally he owns got half your shit and now he's in a shit. different country. Yeah. Good, good job, good, mom. Good job. Good job, mom. Man, it's crazy. It's so crazy, like, the producers filming it, and you're just like, somebody should say something. Yeah. Like, why aren't you people... Like, I get, like, you need a TV, but why... Like, these are real people fucking up people's lives. It's just like that marriage and mortgage one. It's just like, yeah. there's a special spot in hell for you. There was a very special spot in hell for that person. Um, <laughs> but the... <laughs> 90 day... Fucking trash TV! <laughs> 
Okay, so the one. Um, oh, man. The one mom, she has a son, a, like, six, seven-year-old. He's never had a dad, and it's actually really cute to see him, like, yeah, I'm excited to finally have a father figure. Mm-hmm. And she has been pretty protective of him, and you can tell, like, doesn't make him call him dad, doesn't make him anything. Um, but she's a single mom moving to South Africa to pick a guy up. She wanted to be there on the day that he got released from Christian gambling rehab. Crazy. So let's yes. just go back. What kind of self-fulfilling prophecy do we see happening here? Hmm, I'm going to say, if I was to guess, yeah, he's probably going to relapse. Probably going to be relapsing into gambling, and if he somehow kicks gambling, he's going to relapse into drinking to make up for gambling or... Yeah. There's like if you have an addiction, you're numbing a hole, and unless you fill the hole, it doesn't matter what kind of Christian rehabs you go to. Well, maybe he filled it, filled his God. God hole with God. Maybe I fill my God hole with pussy. But there what you do go. you do? What do you do? What do you fucking do? Each God his own. Each God his own. Um, a grandma, she sold everything to go to India. When she gets there, she realizes his parents don't know about her. They're hiding in a town full of his extended family. She sticks <laughs> out because she doesn't want to wear the Indian clothes. And you haven't even seen the best part yet. Oh, God. When his family finds out, shit goes down. And then she's stuck in India. Like, what the fuck do I do? I've got... And then her kids are all bawling. Because they're like, we don't even... We can't even call his parents to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Because his parents don't know. There's nobody in India that we can call to check on you. Yeah. What the fuck, mom? It's just weird because I've always heard that there's like hundreds of call centers in India. (laughs) You think they'd be able to get a hold of somebody there? <laughs> Just, you gotta be resourceful, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was a funny one, too. She was like, she went to like a bank interview and she's like, okay, so I'm just wondering how long I can survive in India, blah, 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 explains the situation. And she's the, got some RSPs or yeah, yeah, she's yeah. cash. The dude's like, well, you have 6,000 US dollars, so you'll be good for about three months. <laughs> she was like, she sat there like shocked, like, I thought I could just live my whole life there. Like, yeah. what? I, I, man, these TV shows, I'm like, how do people get that far in life? But I guess they really didn't get that far. They didn't. They're, they're still the fucking like, up. And you can see these, none of these, like, when Andrew Tate talks about success, right? Yeah. This is the kind of people he's talking about where it's just like, you're fat. You're lazy. You're making dumb decisions. You're expecting other people to control your happiness. You don't have a real job. You don't have any aspirations. Your your kids are bawling because you're ditching them to yeah. go and like run off with some twenty eight year old child. Like in another country. Like what are you doing, what? you NPC <laughs> motherfucker? Just kind of just on autopilot, just finding one situation to the next to bounce to without any real control of their Anytime life. Anytime somebody is like, yeah, I'm in a long distance relationship. I'm like, why? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why can't you find, why can't you go to the bar next door and make a conversation with somebody in person? What is so yep. wrong that you actually can't just have a conversation with somebody yep. else? Well, maybe they're not not physically appealing. Then fucking change it. Time to go to the gym. If you're dating Even if you got the ugliest face, if you pull up and you got bulging biceps and six-pack abs, you're going to do all right with the women. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, Guaranteed. If It's just fucking nature and biology, man. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, women are attracted to... And some, some person even said, like, I can't find anybody where I live who's attracted to my body type fucking change it change and also are you okay with dying at 50 yeah man it's cr- it is just crazy this whole fat thing this whole fat thing it's, it's like crazy I'm, that it's I mean, so normalized I, did you know that if you go to the gym you're fat phobic yeah isn't that crazy yeah 
It's yeah. a new thing. Yeah, man. I yep. Sometimes I feel bad. Like I I have a couple of larger friends and they're nice people and I Incredible. I really don't want to talk shit, but like get get healthy, man. Like why? Because I want you around. You? I want you around. I think that's why I get so <laughs> upset about it because it's just like, dude, I want you around. Like my mom, she worked at like a Christian bookstore for years yeah. and would always come back complaining about her her joints and her knees and her hips and her yeah. ankles and. Dude, knock off 150 pounds. Your yeah. body was not built to carry this. This was the craziest thing for me. Like, so, before I went on my weight loss kick, I was having hip issues. Yeah. And my mom had hip issues, too. Like, she's like had both, both hips replaced. Like, yeah. she has degenerative disc disease. Yeah. Joint disease or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so, I thought I had that. Yeah, we were like literally my, getting the name yeah, of we the were, surgeon. We were getting names so of surgeons. Bad. Like, I, I could barely hobble around every morning i had to do stretches with you and like stretch it out and then you yeah. kind of be able to walk for the rest of the day but yeah. wake up the next morning and like oh and you're yeah. like bent over and oh my god it was so sad yeah it was fucked oh, turns out mom. i was just fat yeah and i lost 70 pounds and now i'm running around the island right. my my hip literally has never hurt yeah like in like it's shocking how much movement will do for your body yeah it's like it's, so like yeah if you're listening and you're a little Sorry if I hurt your feelings, but also, like, get better, man. It's worth it. It's tough, but it's worth it. Well, and, like, as a woman, I want to make sure that, like, okay, let's say I wanted kids. Yeah. I would want to make sure that the person that I was marrying was able to even just hang out with the kids. Yeah. And if you're overweight, if you can't walk oh. to the park, if you can't, like, it's that all of these red flags, that's a red flag to me as a woman and yeah. having kids with you. I'm yeah. sorry. But that's not going to work for me. And I know a thousand other women who agree, but don't say it. Yeah. Well, you can. There's a, So there's that Matt Walsh documentary, What It's a Woman. And at one point, he walks up to three women at a woman's march. And he's like, what is a woman? And they all just kind of stand there. And they can't say what an actual woman. Those three are women. Yeah. But none of them can say it. Yeah. It none is. of them can say what it is anymore. We live in a world where it's just like, but... Fuck it. I have self-worth. I have standards. Yeah. And look at my life because Yeah, I'm going to say what I want to say. Anybody that looks at me and is just like, oh, I wish that I could have what you have. And I get it all the fucking time. You can. Because we did it. We didn't have life. this and then we did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had to get out of a shit relationship to yeah. get where I'm at now. You think I'm happy? You think I would be happy if I didn't leave that yeah. shit relationship? No. It got <laughs> hard and then it got better. And here's your once an episode rant from Mark and B about being yeah. better. I Just love it. Be better, move you're not a tree. Be better. Okay, let's wrap this up by some good news. Okay. Next week, it is episode 50. Babe, we have sat here for 50 episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's impressive. We were talking about statistics the other day, and I guess, like, you know, fucking, I don't remember the numbers, but let's call it like 80% of podcasts end after the first episode. And another fucking... 50% end over the last, or the sixth or seventh episode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then another huge drop-off after 20. Yeah. Um, and so, so if, basically, if you keep going after 20, you're probably going to keep going. Yeah. But if you drop off before 20, it's really hard to like, you yeah. know. The next hurdle will be, can we beat 100? I well, know Lorehammer didn't. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? We might we, we might move or something. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. So next week, um, Brantino, Mark's brother, wants to be on the Hot 50. Yeah. So you guys get to hear everything about Brand. Yeah, it should be fun. He's gone on, like, a bunch of different adventures. He like, used to be an airplane mechanic, so he'd, like, pick up airplanes in, like, the middle of Africa and drive them back. And yeah. he's biked down from, like, North America, like, on a motorcycle all the way to the tip of... Yeah. 
South America. Yeah. Um, all around just an inspirational dude. Like, uh, oh, he's, he's he's great with finances. He's one of those guys who will pick up anything and just succeed at it. And Yeah, like, problem solver. He's... He's very level-headed. Yeah. Like, I find... Like, he's been here for a week now, just under a week. Yeah. And I find that I'm... Like, okay. I like to rant. I like to rage. Yeah. <laughs> but even last week, we were talking about, like, being around people. Or I don't know when we were talking about being around people who make you better and, like, who inspire you. Yeah. And that's who your circle of friends should be. Yeah. You should never be the best in the group. Because then you're not learning. Then you're not, like... But being around him, he makes me want to just be a little bit calmer, a little bit more, like, level-headed, reasonable. A little more reasonable, for yeah. sure. He's great. I'm not a reasonable man, though. No, we're old man Mark. We're Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, join us for next week's episode, where we will have Brent. You'll get to hear all about him. And, I don't know, maybe I'll just do, like, a... Because he's also been on Lorehammer, so I know a lot of people have heard of him. Yeah, he's just an all-around interesting dude. We're going to have a great conversation Maybe with I'll him. Maybe I'll do a anonymous question thing. You guys can ask your own questions to Brantina. That'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Sweet. Well, if you guys are still here uh, and you guys want us to read a book or cover a book or you want to share your thoughts on Love is Not Enough, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Gmail at PillowTalkWithMarkandB at gmail.com or Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at PillowTalkWithMarkandB. Nice. Um, yeah, just on the book topic, we are reading the art of not, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. So if you want to go pick that audiobook up and just slowly start perusing your way through it. Yeah, I don't think um, it's long. The audiobook is like three hours and 45 minutes or something. Sure, like that, sure. So. so yeah, we're going to kind of slowly peruse our way through that and maybe we release an episode if it hits us just right. Maybe we won't. But yeah. either way, read it. Yeah. Carry along. Maybe Carry send along. us your thoughts, whatever. Yeah, cool. And uh, if you guys want to support the show, feel free to uh, send us. Uh, some money on Patreon. Yeah, go into the episode description. Click that one-time download link. You can just send us one-time downloads. Yeah. Hey, did you like this episode? Five bucks. Five bucks. Instead of buying the audiobook, just listen to us ramble <gasps> about it. Five That's bucks. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Don't support Mark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Adios. Adios, amigo.